Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Power Hour coming up next on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, two of our guests in this hour will be uh, Sherwood Park Product and former Edmonton Oil King, now with the Florida Panthers, Mark Pezik, and former Edmonton Oilers Captain Andrew Ferentz. Though I think he's more our Drossen than Sherwood Park. I, of course, was an old Strathcona warrior back in the day. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Chorus uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. We will also hear from uh, Leon Dreisettle of the Edmonton Oilers. And a uh, good chance we'll hear from either Serge Lajoie or Stan Marple with the Alberta Golden Bears program who opened up at Nationals today, built up an 8-2 third period lead and gave up three goals in the final minute of seven uh, to hold on for an 8-6 win. They advance to the semifinal tomorrow. Some guests on our show received gift certificates to Japanese Village, three locations, downtown Southside and Northside. We went, had uh, Mr. Lube Trivia just before the hour, named the top two scores for the Florida Panthers in their inaugural season in the NHL. Uh, both players played for Edmonton, one before, one after. And the answers were Scott Mellenby and uh, Jesse Belanger. Not Eric Belanger, Jesse Belanger, who bore a striking, uh, striking resemblance to uh, Mr. Bean, the comedian Rowan Atkinson. And um, Chris was the winner of our trivia. Without further ado, pleased to be joined on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline by Mark Pezik. Mark, it's Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? Good. How has uh, this experience gone for you since being traded uh, by Buffalo a couple years ago at the draft uh, into uh, into Florida and playing for the Panthers? Uh, it's been uh, probably the best thing that's ever happened uh, to me. Uh, you know, going from Buffalo where it's cold and uh, there's winter, just like back home in Edmonton, uh, to a summer year-round. Uh, it's been pretty cool. And then obviously this year we've uh, started to make steps in the right direction, and hopefully we can uh, become a playoff team for the first time in my career. So that'd be uh, something fun to be a part of as well. Well, they had such a, a crazy run here, right? I mean, they won 47 games uh, in 15-16. You got moved in that 16 off season, uh, and then Gerard Gallant got fired early in the year. Tom Rowe took over. Uh, 35 wins last year. You guys have 35 wins this year in 14 fewer games. Uh, how has the transition to Bob Boogner as a head coach gone? Uh, I think it's been pretty seamless. Uh, you know, at the start of the year, he came in and uh, didn't change too much, but obviously wanted things a little bit different. And uh, I think all the guys respect him and, and the systems that he's put in. And finally, um, as of late, we've been kind of sticking to it a little bit more than we did at the start of the year, so we've been getting some success. And um, hopefully we can keep it rolling. Mark Pesek, from uh, former Edmonton Oil King, now currently playing with the Florida Panthers. Look, Florida's a bit off the NHL's beaten map. Uh, you know, Edmonton has Connor McDavid, so obviously the Oilers get a lot of attention. Leon Dreisaitl's an exciting player. I want to ask you about Alexander Barkov. Is this guy amongst the most underrated players in the NHL, do you think? 
Absolutely. Um, we always say to each other, if we were playing in, uh, like you said, Edmonton or Toronto, uh, there would be much more of uh, sort of following, and, and people would know a lot more about him. But, um, you know, as a guy practicing and playing with him every day and the guys on the team, I think everybody would agree that he is, uh, you know, among one of the best. And uh, everybody's just in awe of the things that he does uh, every single time he touches the puck. How, do, how much does it make you better just in practice competing against guys like a, like a Barkov or Huberto, who's got tremendous physical tools, Dadnov, who's come over from Russia, and then that one-two punch down the middle with Barkov and Trocek? I mean, that's that, that's probably got to improve you in terms of... I know that Wayne Gretzky, uh, you know, the players that practice against Wayne would always say at the pace that they practice that, it helped make them better players, and I would think that that would be the same for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. You're going against them in, you know, five-on-five drills in practice or two-on-ones or three-on-twos, anything like that. And uh, When you're going against guys like them, they're going to make you uh, make you raise your intensity level and uh, raise your focus level in practice. And then uh, by the time you get to the game, you know, you, you build that confidence that, you know, you can, can go up against players like this and succeed sometimes. And um, Like I said, obviously in practice, you could succeed sometimes, but uh, then again, sometimes at the end of practice, you look back and you, they just made you feel silly the whole time. But uh, it's definitely pretty cool being around guys like that and uh, fortunate enough to be practicing against them. Uh, you finished up with the Edmonton Oil Kings winning the WHL championship in two, 2012. By the way, I should have mentioned uh, your former teammate, Stefan Legault, had five points today in that Bears uh, 8-6 victory. Uh, but uh, you keep an eye on... You know, you were a first-rounder. Griffin Reinhardt was a first-rounder. Henrik Samuelson was a first-rounder. Miraz was an early second-round pick. We just saw Curtis Lazar, uh, who I think played with you for one season. Do you still keep in contact uh, with all with all those guys that played with uh, the Oil Kings? Um, a few guys here and there. Uh, I talked to Curtis Lazar. We just played them uh, a little bit. Um, and Griffin Reinhardt, I, was, I played with his brother in Buffalo, so I think... Uh, I kind of keep tabs through Sam on how Griffin's doing and stuff like that. But uh, like I said about Stefan, he's probably the one that I keep closest contact with. And, um, yeah, they're at Nationals right now. And like I said, I didn't realize that they were up 8-2. Uh, you'll, have to, you'll have to give it to him. I've already brought it up. Uh. I have very, as the oh, yeah. former SID at the, the university, I was a little uh, a little frustrated that they, they let that one almost slide there. But, uh, no, he and Kieser had big, uh, you, you would know Riley Kieser, too, who played the Oil Kings when they won. They had big games. So you're very good friends with Stefan Legault, you were saying. Yeah, so we just keep in contact. I kind of follow along his season. Um, and like you said, I talked to Sam about Griffin and, Heard every now and then, and we just played against uh, Tristan Jari in Pittsburgh. So, uh, you know, it's good to see the boys up in the NHL and playing, and um, you know, keep things going. Yeah, for a Griffin Reinhardt, or maybe for Curtis, is there a lesson in your own experience? I mean, it's taking you time. You're a top four NHL defenseman. You're second pairing right shot D now, and it didn't happen overnight for you. There were growing pains along the way. Can can guys like Curtis? and Griffin, who maybe aren't where they want to be right now, maybe learn from that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think it's definitely um, you got to get lucky, and the timing has to be right uh, for things to go exactly how you want them. Like I said, definitely uh, had some years in Buffalo where uh, things weren't going the way I wanted to, and um, I think those guys have struggled as well, uh, you know, sometimes coming up and down and getting 
traded and sent down and all sorts of stuff like that. But, uh, you know, when there's an opportunity, you just got to get in there and um, whether it could be anything. For me, it was a, a trade that kind of, you know, helped me out and pushed me in the right direction. And like I said, it could be anything. You just need to be ready for when that moment comes and just seize it. Mark Pezik joining us. Bob Stoffer with you in orders. Now, Mark, uh, you guys had a game against Dallas this year that made us all think back to the 1980s. I think there were six fights in the game. Uh, if I recall correctly, uh, Antoine Roussel got it started by going after your goalie, and then Yandel ended up fighting him. A little bit old school. I mean, you played in the Western League. That's not necessarily what you did a lot of, but uh, you guys do have a tough team, don't you? Haley's leading the NHL. He's got 20 fighting majors, and you got other guys like uh, the newly named Alexander Petrovich, not Alex Petrovic. Uh, you got lots of guys that are prepared to battle, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. We got uh, definitely Michael Haley leading the charge, and he's not afraid of anybody, and he always seems to do well. He's not the not the tallest guy, but everybody he fights, he he somehow seems to get a few good punches in, and uh, you know win most of the fights he's in. He's kind of kind of crazy that way, and absolutely fearless. And then, like you said, uh, Alex is Alexander has been uh, you know pretty tough tough guy since the junior days in Red Deer, and. Um, playing against them, it was definitely something you got to be aware of. It's nice to have them on our side now. Unfortunately, here in uh, Florida, not too far from where uh, the team plays, uh, there is a school shooting. And I know in the case of Vegas that players in Vegas will tell you they rallied around that incident and uh, it galvanized them. And I'm wondering, I mean, I'm looking at a 15-3-1 stretch over the last 19 games. Was there a reflection with that? And was there an opportunity for you guys to help engage the community to heal over that? Yeah, I think, um, well, we were on the road in Vancouver, I think, when we were all hearing about it. And uh, the high school that it happened at was where a lot of the older guys, their kids would be going to. Um, they got younger kids in elementary. Or, um, but that's the high school that they're zoned for and that they'll be going to. So uh, definitely hit close to home on our team and, we heard stories of the the players' wives trying to get the kids out of school, and they're waiting for hours and hours and hours, just terrified, and uh, nobody really knew. But um, you know, we had the hockey team come, and we had a good uh, a good ceremony before the game. Uh, I think the communities rallied together, and uh, you're seeing what the kids are doing. They're well, they walked out of school, and it really seems like uh, this is the one that that they're definitely trying to make a change about, and. Um, in relation to hockey, uh, we saw them in our dressing room after one of the games, and uh, we went to watch one of their games, and they ended up winning the state, so they're going to nationals, I think, so they're rallying around it as well. And um, Like you said, everybody's, everybody's pumped up in the community about uh, the support and love everybody's given each other, and uh, I mean, we definitely piggybacked off that emotion and transferred it into hockey. Mark Pezik, uh, one final question for you. You take on the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow. Um, there's a chance you're going to end up getting the assignment going against the McDavid-Nugent-Hopkins combination up front. Uh, maybe discuss the challenges uh, that uh, Edmonton, uh, I, I know the focus is on what you guys are doing and doing well, but what sort of challenges do the Oilers uh, pose for you? I think the biggest is the speed. Um, obviously with McDavid, uh, goes without saying how quick and fast he is and does everything well. Um, if we can, If we get stuck in our defensive zone, it's going to be a it's going to be a long afternoon tomorrow, and um, there's a lot of uh, bigger bodies there too. So you guys, uh, 
pretty tough to play against, but uh, like you said, we got to focus on us and uh, try to keep you guys in your D zone. All right. Uh, great stuff, Mark. Thank you for your time, uh, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Mark Pezuk. He's out of Sherwood Park. Uh, he's uh, now uh, become a, a real effective sort of shutdown defenseman for the Florida Panthers organization over the last couple of years. Plays in their second pairing mostly uh, over the course of the last year or so with Michael Matheson, a real fine skating defenseman out of Boston College. It is 117 in Edmonton. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, text us on our Westlock forward text line. And reach out to Paul Olson. Visit westlogford.com if you're looking for a new vehicle. A River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, by the way, 780-496-0063. they got Larry the Cable Guy, April the 14th. It's still time to get Bill Engvall tickets, March the 24th. Uh, we will head off to a quick timeout. Come back with Leon Dreisettle on Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. 20 in Edmonton. You can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. Tomorrow looks like Milan Lucic will be with Ryan Strom. And yes, a Poliarby afternoon game against Florida Panthers. We just heard from the Panthers, Mark Pezik, on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline to the Westlock Ford text line. Uh, Wayne from Bonneville says, like everybody, I feel bad for Milan Lucic, but you would think he and the coaching staff would have heard the scouting report on him. Don't wake up the giant. And they should do everything they can do to light a fire under his, you know what, at $6 million a year, he is not doing enough. Well, Milan's got to take it upon himself. We always talk about 75% of the situation for a player being on the player. Uh, Milan's been given every opportunity to succeed here over the last 25-plus games. I mean, he's either played with McDavid or with Settle. I think it won't hurt him to play, to be of Strom and Pogliarvi. Um and the other thing to factor in here is Lucic will remain on the Oilers' uh, first unit power play, at least based on what we saw today in practice. Ron says this, Bob, it's Ron in Edmonton. I'm listening. I love it, and I learn a lot. Oh, well, Ron, I must have really good guests on because you're probably not getting too much juice from me. Anyhow, I think McDavid, once he gets his perfect winger on a team, will be way, way better because McDavid is so patient for that player. He's already very disappointed he's not destroying everybody stats-wise. Other stars in the league have line mates that are connecting, unlike McDavid and whoever they've got in Edmonton. Ron says, I think that the general manager and coach should personally ask, who do you want to play with and give it a try? Thanks from Ron. Well, uh, McDavid has said that he enjoyed playing with Nugent Hopkins and Aberg. Aberg missed practice today, will not play tomorrow. Ty Ratty was in that spot uh, today. Uh, recalled yesterday from the minors. Will mentioned that uh, Nugent, I, I think that it could happen with Nugent Hopkins and McDavid. 
especially if you factor in how, how San Jose deployed their centers, uh, because they had both Thornton and Marlowe at times placed, obviously Thornton a lot at center, and then Pavelski and Couture both centers, and those guys all played in the top six in San Jose, so keep that in mind moving forward. One of Nugent Hopkins or Drysaddle, likely with McDavid, and most fans would say, well, you're paying Drysaddle $8.5 million. He needs to be centering and driving his own line. He had a tough game the other night. He answered our questions today. Here is Leon Drysaddle. Leon, uh, just, uh, you know, you've had some real good stretches. You had a uh, tough night the other night. How do you, you know, is that just part of the process for you in terms of you can't get too high when things are going good, you can't get too down when, when you have a night where maybe the puck's not going your way? Um, yeah, I think, like you said, it's part of it. Um, obviously, I'm I'm the first guy to admit that, um, you know, the other night was, uh, was terrible. Um, but, you know, I think that's... that's that's part of it. Uh, I think every player goes goes through stretches or, or games like that, so um, it's just a matter of, of bouncing back. Do you feel a greater sense of responsibility? I mean, uh, you committed to the, the organization, but the team also committed to you. You know where your role is with the team and the expectation that comes with that. Yeah. Um, of course I'm aware of that, um, but um, you know, I think, like I said, everyone has games like that. This isn't um, um, you know, something that, that never happens. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm aware of that. Um, like I said, it's just a matter of, of bouncing back and, and getting back on, on, on the track. You've had games where you played really well and probably haven't gotten a point. You've had games where you've had three points and maybe in your own mind you probably haven't played that well. But yeah, yeah, it just goes goes that way sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes you have an unbelievable game and the puck just doesn't want to bounce your way or just doesn't want to go in. And some nights you think you don't play as well and and, and you know the puck just seems to find find its way uh, uh, in the net. So uh, you know that's that's another another thing that's part of the game. You're up to 55 percent in the faceoff circle. Has this been an area of focus for you uh, here as you because you played a lot at center here over the last two and a half three weeks? Uh, yeah, uh, you know I want to be a complete player, and, and you know to me faceoffs are a big part of that. And um, you know obviously I've been working on it, and um, you know so far it's been. Uh, it's been good, and I, I feel more comfortable uh, taking them. Could potentially have some different line mates uh, against uh, Florida. Does it does it change what you do depending upon you know the the type of winger you maybe have? Uh, no, I don't think it, um, it it has anything to do with how I have to play. Um, you know, I just try and play my game. You know, help my wingers out, and um, you know, make it as easy as possible for them. How easy is it for you to, to stay in the game now that Todd's deploying you as much as he is in the? kill as well um yeah you know that's that's a coach coach's decision um you know i play wherever i'm i'm used and uh if it's on the penalty kill um you know i i, I love to love to help out uh take face off with uh whatever it is really all right so you played a lot against uh san jose's and anaheim's here late but you don't see florida that much just the thought on uh and maybe what you got i realize the focus is on what the others are doing but just the thought on facing florida um yeah obviously they're a pretty hot team um um, you know, we know that, um, you know, they've had a great stretch here and, um, you know, they're a tough, tough team to beat right now. And um, obviously they're in the, in the hunt for the playoffs. So, um, you know, for us, this, it's, it's a matter of playing our game and, and um, you know, just, just getting back to, to, to what makes us a good team. 
All right, uh, that is Leon Drysaddle, who again tomorrow appears to be uh, likely centering Drake Kajula and Anton Slepeshev. Kajula did have a uh, a good performance the other night playing the line with Jujara Kira and Zach Cassian. Bob Stoffer with you on orders now, 127 in Edmonton. The best pizza in the city is still making it great. It's Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. Now with a brand new spot out and running up in Spruce Grove, a second location in the thriving metropolis known as Sherwood Park, where the world's largest hamlet. You can visit royalpizza.ca. Everything's at real at Royal. It's old school, big boy pizza, none of that synthetic, uh, cheap stuff. Uh, you got to love it. Uh, star for recommendation on a Friday, meat lovers at royalpizza.ca. We mentioned Sherwood Park. Mark Pezik from Sherwood Park. Andrew Ferentz from that neck of the woods as well. And he will join us coming up at uh, 135 today to talk about a new opportunity for him with the National Hockey League. And then at 150, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, who today built up an 8-2 lead. They gave up three goals in the final minute and seven. Uh, held on for an 8-6 win over Acadia. They advance to the national semifinal tomorrow. They'll play either Saskatchewan, who they swept in two straight in the conference final, or McGill uh, coming up tomorrow. But Serge Lejoie will join us as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Brenton Dreger.